What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wrestling with Cards, the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the 1994 action-packed WWF wrestling cards. Before we get to that, just a few reminders. If you've not already, make sure to check out my YouTube channel of the same name, Wrestling with Cards. This podcast is an audio companion to that channel, so make sure you subscribe and turn on the bell notifications so you never miss any of those videos. Then you can come back here and check out the audio companion to those videos. I also have another podcast I recently launched called Worlds Collide. I team up with Tony Vela from WrestlingTrainingCards.com, and we discuss all things wrestling cards. I also have several other ways that you can help contribute to the show. Stay tuned for that. But without further ado, let's get on to the show. I've always loved the Action Pack brand. Now, I didn't own a lot of these as a kid growing up collecting. I specifically remember seeing some of the football Action Pack cards growing up. I just love the embossed photos, probably because I'm a sucker for that first Topps embossed basketball release in the mid-90s. I think it was 94, 95, something like that. I just... I just love that stuff, and WWF put out two sets of these, those being the 94 and the 95, smack dab in the middle of the new generation, which in hindsight probably didn't bode well for their cards, but then again, were people really buying tons of wrestling cards back then anyway? Not sure. I will be doing a whole video series on the 95 set down the road, but today we're strictly talking 1994 WWF Action Pact. There are 42 cards in this set. This includes a subset of cards called Colossal Crushers, which were bigger guys in the company at the time, Diesel, Yokozuna, Mabel, etc. Um, these are not inserts, though. Unfortunately, I know the 90s is full of awesome inserts cards. These are just kind of a subset. These are cards 30 through 36. There's also a subset of gold cards, which I am a massive fan of because it's the 90s. And anything that's gold means it's going to be valuable, right? All those gold junk era baseball cards, those tops gold, those are going to put your kids through college. Those are going to put butts in seats, right? There are six cards with this design. They're just, they have us a solid gold background and a basic static wrestler shot. Like I said, six cards. There's also variant chase cards of these same gold cards. The odds on the chase cards are one in 24 packs. Now, these are the, the chase cards are the exact same cards as the gold cards, with the exception being that they are 24 karat gold chase cards. So they're, they're numbered slightly differently. They have a G after the number, so it might say like, you know, 30G, 31G instead of just 30. But like I said, it also says 24 karat gold. Yep, because you guessed it. It's the 90s. We need more gold. We need more 24 karat gold. I remember having... 24 karat gold baseball cards that I had got as gifts from people. I'm like, oh, these are going to be worth a fortune. Like, I think I ended up selling them for like a dollar a piece or something because, and that took forever to get rid of those. But anyway, side note, the, these cards are just great. I think it's everything about the 90s and everything about this era of wrestling that you could want. But in all honesty, great looking cards all the way around this entire set. There are also two more cards in this set that are just. I'm, I'm not exaggerating by saying this. They're probably two of the most important cards in wrestling history, in my opinion. But also, they're important for the hobby in general. Let me explain. These are the Macho Man and the Undertaker promo and autograph cards. Now, bear with me. A little confusing here. The 
first are the promo cards. So for The Undertaker, it's the exact same card as his base card, which is card number 12 in the set. And for Macho Man, it's his gold card, which is 39. Now, these are the exact same cards as their base cards. However, there are text, there is text on the back that says prototype. So unfortunately, I'm not exactly sure how these were distributed. Um, the, the big boy versions of these prototype cards, however, those are serial numbered on card autos. And like I said, these are these are the cards that just they're, they're one of a kind. They stood out in a time where not a lot of companies were doing this. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Again, they, they just look like the prototype cards, but have stamped serial numbers out of 500 on card autographed. It has the word autographed stamped under the serial number. So it's like a form of authentication. So if you're trying to find these on the secondary market, as long as you see that out of 500 serial number stamped with autographed, regardless of the autograph condition, because I'll get into that in a minute, but it's probably a legitimate buy. You're probably good to go. The Macho Man signature is in black and the Undertaker signature is in gold. The Undertaker, interestingly enough, added a little devil tail to the end of his signature. So it's very fitting for the character at that time. The autographs on these are usually not in the best condition. That's why I said that a minute ago. Uh, this is due to the fact that the card has that embossed finish, so it's sticking up off the card, and the marker doesn't quite stick, or Sharpie, that, I'll touch on that in a minute, uh, doesn't stick really well to the card, so it may stay on really well in certain spots on the card, but in certain creases, maybe not so much. But it's also interesting that the Macho Man card looks like it was signed in a black Sharpie, sort of. And the Undertaker card looks like it was signed in a gold paint pen. The Undertaker signed his kind of vertically. I think it was a little bit smarter placement. Looks like Macho Man just kind of, you know, signed his across the side like you'd like anybody normally would if they were handed a card. But the Undertaker sticks on a little bit better and just looks better. So maybe it was a Sharpie and just better placement. Not sure. Just an observation. So these two cards are the first ever pack pullable serial numbered autograph cards. Now, I told you that's why this is important to the wrestling card history because this had never been done before. This is also very important to the sports card community and I'll touch on that in a minute. Odds to pull one of these was one in 480 packs. There are some sports cards out there that at around the same time that did have some pack pullable serial number cards and I think there was a few with autographs. I know there's a pro set Lombardi trophy that's like a hologram, which of course it's the 90s and it's pro set. So it's got to be a hologram, right? Got to love the 90s. It was numbered to 10,000. I believe it came out in 1990. And there was a red, there's also a Reggie Jackson set in the 1990 upper deck baseball cards. And it was limited to 2,500 si signed in packs. I believe it was hand numbered, not serial numbered. But still really cool to see companies that are willing to put out something like this, number to 500, number to ser serial number to 500, and on-card auto, pack pullable, no redemptions. Like, that's fantastic, especially for wrestling cards and for a company that's not quite as big as the upper decks or tops or, I guess, pro set in this case. One other thing I want to touch on is the fact that in modern day, we look at cards out of 199, cards out of 50, 
cards out of 99, etc. And to a lot of people, these may not sound like they are, I guess, a lot of print runs, or in some cases, like wrestling, a lot of these cards are thrown around for pennies, and there's only 99 of them, 50 of them, whatever. Even I've seen like super fractors, one of ones go for, you know, pennies on the dollar compared to sports. Now, the interesting part about this is that in hindsight, I mentioned the Lombardi Trophy and I mentioned the Reggie Jacksons. Lombardi Trophy out of 10,000, of course, not autographed, just serial numbered, and the Reggie Jackson out of 2,500. Those cards don't pop up that often. So you're, you have a huge print run because everybody nowadays wants to talk about pop reports and print runs. You have a pretty good size print run of both of these, yet you don't see them pop up very often. If you do see them pop up, they're usually slabbed and they're usually probably, I'm going to say they're expensive compared to probably what they should be, but they're landmark cards because they were kind of one of a kind, first of their kind at that time. And that's kind of how I view these two WWF cards in the on-card autos of Macho Man and Undertaker. So just a little extra information there. And now a quick word from our sponsors. And let's get back into the show. So just a little bit of background about this set. And this is kind of getting into the point where I see the set going forward. While this set as a whole has some key cards and what, in my opinion, are two of the most important wrestling cards ever, I don't see it gaining a lot of traction moving forward. Uh, sure, people constantly be on the hunt for those autograph cards, uh, but you don't see a lot of people talking about this card set or flexing cards out of the set, even in high grades, uh, sometimes, but rarely. It seems like many hardcore wrestling collectors are more set collectors and not the high-end investors or you know picking out the best cards they can and grading them, etc., um, most likely they already have all of these cards and they're not going to be buying more if they're set collectors because they don't generally, you know, the uh, modern card collector will buy, you know, I don't know, take popular sports, Mike Trout, Jaw, Zion, and they'll buy multiple copies, grade them, flip them, etc. Most wrestling card collectors that are set collectors especially are not doing that. They're kind of a, I've got the set, I don't need anything else in here unless it's, you know, a bonus prototype card, autograph card, whatever that I'm missing out of this set. So the real thing that could possibly lift the popularity here is grading. And I know a lot of wrestling card purists don't like grading. Some card purists don't like grading. Um, I'm not exactly sure how the companies are grading these cards though. And I say that because of the way that they're produced. They have this fold on the back of the card, like on the back of the card, it's like the, the card is one big piece that's been like folded over onto each other on the back. If you have any of these action-packed cards from this set, or if you have any from some of the other sets, you know, the basketball that they didn't do very many of, the football or the baseball or hockey, whatever they put out, because they put out a few. If you have some of these, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. So and they also have uh, rounded corners. So how do you grade that? You know, because most of the time rounded corners is not good. Is it, If it has a perfectly round corner, does it get a 10 on the corners? I don't know. So I'm wondering if these are going to be a tough grade. And, you know, similar to like many other wrestling cards of the past, hard to grade, very condition sensitive. And if they are, do you start seeing some 10s out there? Maybe the market on some of these start picking up. 
because I'm sure a lot of these are not graded. So maybe people start going through their boxes. Maybe people start trying to go back and buy some of these singles to try to get 10s or 9s. I don't know, just kind of some food for thought. And now the moment that you've been waiting for, my top five cards in this set. Before we get into that, though, just a reminder, hit that subscribe button, tell a friend, let all the good brothers and sisters in the wrestling community know, as well as everybody in the sports card community. Let's let's get that information out about wrestling cards and just how fun they are. Let's grow the wrestling card community together. Sharing and subscribing is one of the best ways you can do that. So if you would do that, be greatly appreciated. And now my top five cards out of this set. Number five, one, two, three, kid. It's card number 17. The kid did have a sticker in the 93 Merlin set, I believe. This is his first official card, though. So it's a pretty good shot. I always love one, two, three, kid. When I look at this card, it uh, just sends me back vividly remembering sitting at my grandparents' house watching Monday Night Raw on this little tiny TV. And I see one, two, three, kid get the shocking victory over Razor Ramon, which if you guys have not seen that, go check it out on the WWE Network. Just search 1993 Raw. You'll be able to find it. Again, that's what trading cards do. Pieces of cardboard, bringing back nostalgia, bringing back memories, specific moments in time. You got to love it. Card number four, Diesel. It's also ironically card number four in the set. So there. The true rookie card for Diesel here. Also a great photo. I mentioned it in the video, but the photos and the action shots that are used on these cards are pretty good. Uh, you just, you know, Kevin Nash, Diesel, whatever you want, Oz, whatever you want to call him. Uh, just a legendary wrestler at this point. Um, you know, a lot of people want to criticize his in-ring stuff, which whatever, but wrestling's all about entertainment. He was always entertaining to me. So, you know, cool card. Always love character. Number three. The Undertaker and Paul Bearer Gold. This is numbered to 42, and you could, you know, do the 42G if you found that one. Those are a little bit more expensive, by the way, if you find the 24 karat golds, and harder to find, surprisingly. Anyway, what a great photo here. Uh, so fitting for the characters. You get Paul Bearer and Undertaker in the same shot. I mean, how can you go wrong? Not to mention the Undertaker coming out of a casket here. Brilliant. Also, I've stated on this that I love these gold cards so much, and this is one of the ones. A little bit of a spoiler here. Tried to squeeze in Shawn Michaels in the, his gold card. I think it's fantastic. I actually just like all the gold cards, so you guys are going to have to go check those out. My number two card, speaking of the gold cards, Razor Ramon Gold 37. Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, Diamond Stud. I forgot what he was in uh, AWA. He had a funny name in AW and he had a cool mustache. But anyway, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I, I wish he got a little bit more cardboard love, but it just doesn't seem like a lot of people are buying his stuff. Uh, but basically any incarnation of Scott Hall, I'm a huge fan of. Uh, the biggest reason that I think this card is awesome. I mentioned it's gold. I love the gold, right? But Razor Ramon always wore all of those gold chains to the ring. And I think it just plays off really well with the character on this one. And I love the picture they used as well. It's just fantastic. And my number one card in this set, and it's not any surprise, it's the Undertaker Macho Man on card autos out of 500. You knew this was coming. I own one of each of these. I missed out several times before, just wasn't patient. Or I, I, I guess in the hindsight, I was 
in my head being too patient on buying these because I would see them. I couldn't pull the trigger on the price or I had money tied up in other cards that were coming in the mail at the time that I was getting ready to resell. You know that game. I was like, man, I missed my opportunity, missed my opportunity. Well, they rarely, they rarely pop up. But I was patient enough and I waited and I got one of each for really good prices, what I thought they were more than worth. And I'm always on the hunt for more. So while there are only 500 of these, rarely surface, I'm still going to keep looking. And anytime I can find them, and anytime you see them, you should probably just buy them. But thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me today. Greatly appreciated. Once again, please subscribe and share this show everywhere on all social media platforms. Uh, leave me a review on all of the popular podcast platforms that you're listening to this to. Uh, don't forget to check out the YouTube channel of the same name, Wrestling With Cards. And most importantly, keep buying wrestling cards, keep collecting wrestling cards, keep in the hobby. Catch you on the next episode.